0: slash the codex cantina it all helps us in running the show along with commercials guys so thank you so much we're going to do a quick commercial break and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode we're going story by story through Kane by gene tumor playlist down below today we're focusing on fern an interesting story as the story opens up talking about a woman's face flowering to her eyes a very unique description because what, what am I thinking about? Am I thinking about the woman? Am I thinking about the flower? And the way that men are just drawn to her, right? And, and Toomer's not the first person to write how men are irresistibly pulled to women, right? I've been thinking about the sirens all the way back to Odysseus, Ulysses. But what's interesting is the way that he describes it, the flower, because at the center is her eyes. And what is at the center Of a flower, well, not always, but typically, it's the reproductive organs in terms of the pollen generator and such. And I was reading a separate article that made a reference to the 1924 and a double ACP speech by uh, Dr. Du Bois. And interestingly enough, there's kind of a it doesn't see. I don't think it's from the same speech, but it's from the same year and it's on the same subject in in the criticism of this book. But they're both very close because Dr. Du Bois is talking about how Cain was revolutionary for the way that it was able to express uh, black sexuality. A lot of times at literature at this point in time, being a heavily racist point in America's past, is the only relationships with a lot of black women depicted in literature was that of of assault. So what, what does it mean when an entire form and expression, I mean, when we think about what love means to humanity, to have that just be completely absent for these people to have that represented, or have that represented in their literature, that does seem pretty pretty groundbreaking. And if we look at all of these stories that we've gone through so far, you know, du Bois points out how uh, there's a lot of different ways that the sexuality is presented in this in this collection, and the way he described Fern was an unconscious wonton <laughs> <laughs> applying that lens over fern not only just the story but the character too it's interesting how all these men are attracted to her but men of both races black and white races which are the predominant ones that are kind of explored in this and they all leave empty if not attached to her uh, the siren pull of man to woman And it's this exploration of being beholden to beauty that Toomer seems to be really honing in on. And man after man, the town sends bodies to Fern, I think is what the quote they use in the story. But something that caught my eye is is this quote where they're talking about Black bodies being made to mate. That the sexes were made to mate is the practice of the South. Particularly, Black folks were made to mate. And I think this is a reference to the time of slavery, when a lot of people were treated as property the black slaves were treated as such and they were even they even had these log books they called them uh, some of them were called slave diaries and it would keep track of who begot who and there's obviously omissions when these women were attacked by by white men the owners and such like that but they, they were treated terribly. And if we move forward in time, the tumor kind of explores time very quickly in this piece. They talk about the trains, the Pullman train versus the Jim Crow. That is to say, there's the, the part of the train that the white people were allowed on and a part of the train that the black individuals were allowed on in a time of segregation when they had separate but equal. Our narrator is from the North, right? And when we look at this narrator, what race do we think he is? I don't think it's explicitly said. You'll have to let me know if I missed a major clue in this. But it continues this ambiguity where do we think that allows the reader to invite themselves in to put them into that position? I don't know. But it leads towards this question of what does it mean to be attracted to Fern, who I would argue is most likely mixed race. Because they describe her skin as brown, but they also describe it as creamy, right? It's that mixture between white and dark, the twilight that that tumor seems to be exploring through this whole piece, the dusk, in between black, in between white, belonging to both but feeling like neither. And we have the quote, what white men thought of Fern, I can arrive at only by analogy, All right? So even the way he starts to describe uh, the pull or her is also very ambiguous. And that all kind of leads towards this question that he asked the reader. He's he's basically asking us, what would you do? Even if you had a wife, you had a girlfriend, and you saw Fern on the side, how would you treat her? And it launches into these descriptions about, well, men from Chicago up to New York, all the way down to New Orleans. And it's all about how people can have different designs, particularly for women. He gives us this blank slate. As Dr. Du Bois says, a unconscious wonton. <laughs> is this all part of the challenge of not seeing another person's humanity? right? Is that not a large, if not the biggest problem with slavery is we deprived a large group of individuals, their humanity. We didn't see them for what they were. We see, we saw them for what they could accomplish for us. Uh, if you've ever read Absalom, Absalom. It's, it's a wonderful exploration. And I say us, not like I was directly involved in slavery. Um, but it's this exploration of... not it, It's not like we... It's not like everyone thought they were superior. But everyone thought that they could use others to their advantage. And that's... That's not to say that we're not any better today. And I don't even mean that in the racism sense. I mean we are horrible people. We abuse and try to lie, cheat, and get our way with things all the time. So what does that mean that we don't see each other? Like that that golden rule, treat others as if you would want how you'd want to be treated, right? If we are seeing this blank slate and creating these designs and not seeing who is Fern, and then we leave empty, well isn't that saying something more about our designs or how about our fantasies don't live up to realities or how we can't force something upon someone, right? Like, there's something to be said about seeing someone for who they truly are. And that part of the story is interesting. I I read another paper that talked about some of the the Jewish elements of it. They talk about the Aquiline Semitic nose. They talked about the Jewish cantor, like you could hear the songs as beautiful as a Jewish cantor singing, and um, even when, like, she fainted and and the narrator caught her, they talked about how this energy was flowing into her with what he would call God, right? Like, we, we don't know the name for God, Yahweh, right? Like, we, we lost that. And it ends, like, the, it seems, like, pretty interesting that the periodic clause of this story, the last statement, is how her last name is Rosen, which is a Jewish last name. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on why that is. I think there's obviously some parallels with slavery in terms of how a lot of the slaves identified with the struggle of the Hebrew slaves in the Bible and how a lot of them were forced to take on Christianity, uh, religion, and practices when they were brought here from Africa. That uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on why you thought he kind of explored that parallel. Or did you have a totally different different uh, takeaway for why he made the fern character Jewish. Either way, it's very clear that this character, this lack of connecting in humanity with others is, is a form of humanity. It's clear, you know, when you look at these stories in terms of Becky, the, the biracial background, Carintha probably being awakened a little bit too early in terms of her sexuality, um, there, there's there's all these different ways of looking at how we connect and view humanity and love that you could start to maybe see some of the design through this book That these are true to humanity, and maybe we don't like it. Maybe it makes us cringe and pull away when we see them, but they're true. And I think Dr. Du Bois nailed it on the head that maybe the voice hadn't really sung or embraced that. Maybe it was always the Hollywood romantic vision that the white audience typically wanted. How great is it that an author had the gall to come along and express something that, was, that could clearly resonate with a lot of people and was underrepresented in literature? Let me know your thoughts on those things with Fern. Great story as we continue through Kane Playlist down below, like I said. Peace.